This is the show where two friends from different parts of the world discuss all things, all elite wrestling. And one of them actually knows what they're talking about. We'll let you decide. Welcome to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Woody and Sarah. Welcome, everybody. Uh, this is the one with the Q&A bit. That's right. The question and answer show It's the show where you ask the AEW questions and we try to answer them. Uh, it in is some back. Fashion. We, in some fashion, some form of fashion. We're going to go off on some side trails, some side quests, mm. and uh, eventually make it back to the main quest. But yeah, we, we missed last week uh, because I was on vacation. The last one we missed because Sarah was on vacation. So vacations are out of the way. Uh, so hopefully we're going to be uh, we're going to be weekly back on track with these Q&A's because we always enjoy doing them. It's just hard to do them when we're out and about. Yes. But we're not out and about now. We're back at our homes. Uh, so <laughs> let's do it. Um, yes. But before we get into the questions and answers, I want to remind everybody to check out all of our content that comes out each week. Our Dynamite reviews, our Rampage reviews fairly soon in a couple of weeks when Rampage starts. Our Q&As, our topic discussions, our pay-per-view previews and reviews, and our interviews. That's right, interviews with an S. If you have not checked out our interview with Ted the Hillbilly Hill, go click on that and check it out because Mm -hmm. it was fun. It was. It was fun. That guy is awesome. So, yeah, please check that out. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at Let the Beer Play, and you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can. So without further ado, Sarah. Yes. Are you ready to try to answer some questions? I am. Let's go. All right. First off, we did have uh, a few questions about Bray Wyatt. Yes. Um, if you a wrestling fan who's been under a rock and don't realize it, um, he was recently released by WWE to the shock of everybody. everybody yeah. Um, yes. And by all accounts also shocked the talent backstage with WWE as, all, mm-hmm. as well. So, um, so nobody saw it coming nope. and it, it personally, I think it sucks, but yes. it is what it is. Um, he is, he is released and we had uh, several questions about his possible involvement with AEW and what roles he would play if he did come yeah. to AEW, that kind of thing. Just wanted to not really address that. I really don't want to speculate on what he would want to do. I know um, uh, from all reports, he was struggling a bit after uh, Brody Lee's passing, you know, mm-hmm. as we imagine a lot of his friends and family would have. Yes. Uh, so we just want to, whatever he decides to do, we just want him to be happy, whatever mm-hmm. that is. So uh, yeah. I don't want to say what he should do, shouldn't do, anything like that. Just mm-hmm. want him to whatever role if he decides not to wrestle anymore that's totally cool whatever's going to make him happy in whatever role so we just i'd like to say if he did come in AEW, whatever he does i would want it to be something uh, that he enjoys doing whatever it is yes Um, exactly and it's not that we're we're never ever going to you know you know talk about it it's not that it's just at the moment because of obviously um from what well we both have kind of like you know seen it he's been off 
um, mm-hmm. not wrestling. He's not been on WWE for mental health reasons, which obviously is extremely important. So yes. until there's more information coming out of, you know, was he meant to be coming back or anything, you know, more more information needs to be reported before we feel it is right to speculate about his future. Because right now, the only thing that he should be concentrating on is himself, um, feeling 100%, looking after his family. And wrestling is wrestling. Yes, it's his job, but, you know, yeah. other things come first. And I think as fans, we should remember that, you know, Bray Wyatt is an actual human being um, and isn't really called Bray Wyatt. So, you know, we need to remember there's a human behind these wrestlers. And he he, he lost, like, his best friend passed away suddenly. So it's 100% understandable um, that he needs extra time. And that's what he should be given. So we won't be speculating it on this Q&A. But it's not to say that we won't ever talk about it because... Now, hopefully at some point when, you know, you know, we start to get reports that he's doing okay, then we can all start looking at possibilities. Oh, yeah. Yep. Because he's a super talented guy. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. So, but uh, first and foremost, we just wanted to do do whatever makes him happy. Right right now to talk about it. That's all. But moving swiftly on from that, we will get into the questions now. Yes. Hit me. I'm here. Not physically. (laughs) You can't. From across the pond. Mm. Okay. You can take a swing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's get into right. these. Do it. I am loading. Right. So, our first, surprisingly, is from Ted the Hillbilly Hill. How did he get that? Hey, Ted. What's up? Huh. <laughs> um, he All just right. wants to basically know who can defeat God's favorite champion, Miro. No idea. Moving uh, on. Uh, no, nope. <laughs> no one. No um, one for ages uh, is what I think. Oh man, yeah, I don't really. You know, I there's <laughs> not anybody I look at on the roster and I go, no. you know, that guy can beat Miro. That guy. There's um, nobody at the moment. There's not many guys you think that match no. up power wise with Miro, unless you look at Wardlow or. Mm. Hobbs, uh, guys like that, or, or Brian Cage, you know, that could mm-hmm. match up power wise. But I think it's going to have to be, you know, I, I really think it's going to be an underdog type story that, yeah, uh, somebody that, that takes the title from him. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people have been clamoring for, you know, Eddie Kingston uh, to yeah. be the guy to, to beat him. I know some people have pointed to that, that New York show. Yeah. The type of reaction would happen if, if Eddie Kingston was able to vanquish Miro there and, and went in front of that crowd. But uh, I don't know, you know, somebody like Jungle Boy, uh, I'd, I'd love to see maybe him get built up over the next several months where he could be, that could be his big, a big spotlight moment for him mm. to be the one to beat Miro. Um, uh, but there's really not, I mean, honestly, after all that talking, there's really not anybody that I can look at the roster and go, that's the guy that can beat Miro. Uh, no, I think it's going to have to be some it's just- circumstances. Yeah, it's the thing is with the TNT title is it's not really storyline based necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of them titles that is kind of like you challenge for it. It is one that you can like challenge for. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have zero idea. Like, I mean, 
you would have said Lance Archer, but like he's sort of busy now, um, which is yeah. a good thing, yeah. uh, which is what we yeah. like. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, I can't really see anybody. I mean, if you want to give Eddie a title, you do it at that New York show and you do it with the TNT. Um, yeah. And that would be a, that would be a war that, that wouldn't be, I mean, if you want to talk about power, Eddie doesn't have power in like, you know, the sense of like Hobbs or anybody, but he's got that grit and determination that, you know, would push him through. Um. And I think a way you could you could you could get there with Eddie is for that title to be defended in some type of hardcore type match, to where mm. where weapons are used, <laughs> and that's yeah that's the only way that you could put Miro down and keep him strong mm. is that you know you had to use something um, something else or it wasn't just you it was mm. a you plus bat or something, yeah. you know, something where. Yeah. Where you still keep him like monster weight if it wasn't for the bat shot to the head and Miro, yeah. you know, still champion. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that might be a way, but um, I don't know. The, I, but, like, yeah, that's probably a way of getting it for Eddie. But there's really, again, you know, now that we've talked about it, still not anybody on that roster I can look no. at and go, that that guy's going to be Miro. Because, and that's, no. that's how you want a dominant champion to be, too. Yeah, uh, exactly. You, you wanna, I mean, yeah. loving what Miro's doing right now. Like Absolutely. I don't want that title off him for a while because I just I'm just loving the little vignettes every like every week that just they make me pop. <laughs> yes, God's favorite champion. Yes, and his double jointed wife. All right, Indeed. moving on. Yep, I've got a question from Marshall Haycock. Okay, and the question is uh, says okay. I'm just gonna read it off like it is. Okay, got a question for Q and A. Uh, when you see wrestlers spit in each other's face, do you think it's scripted? He says, personally, I don't. And if I got into AEW and a wrestler spit in my face, I'd have to go off script and beat him up. So uh, I just hope it's not Miro. I just hope it's not Miro's. Yeah. I hope it's not Miro <laughs> spitting in your face, Marshall, no, uh, because no. you might have a trouble beating him up. Yes. But you might be able to take him. I don't know. I can't. But. <laughs> so, yeah. So, do you think this, when people get spit in their face, do you think that, do you think they know it's coming or it's just uh, do you know impromptu? What I, think? I, I've, I think they're going to say, look, I'm going to do a spit spot, but they're not going to say think when. Beforehand. So, it's still yeah. caught off guard. Because yep. if someone says, right, and after you do that move, I'm going to spit in your face. It would kind of not look legit, I don't think. Because you want um, that reaction. You, you want, want that, that You want that hangman reaction. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I, if it is completely, like, you know, just done off the cuff, then 100% it works. But I think you'd have to, like, pre-warn somebody. Like, dude, I'm going to spit in your face tonight. I'm not going to tell you <laughs> when, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I partially agree. I think that's kind of how it goes. Um, I, in the back of my mind, I I feel like, like all, everybody has an agreement, like an underwritten rule. They know backstage, Hey, you know, at some point there's going to come a time where I'm probably going to spit in your face. Just don't get pissed off about it. Mm. (laughs) Like, you know, I'm going to pick the spot and they may not know going into that particular match that it's going to happen. Just, Hey, it's like a, Hey, you know, it, I might spit in your face at some point down the road. It might be a month or whatever. 
just because, it's, you know, that way it catches them off guard. You don't know when it's coming. You don't even know what match. So I, I, then in my mind, I think that's kind of how it is. Like everybody knows it's going to happen to them at some point. You just don't get mad about it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> nothing yeah, nothing yeah. personal. Just a little spit in your face. But I do get your point. If it's not scripted and I'm just, if, if it happens to me in, in just a normal walk of life, if I'm just, hey, I'm in Walmart shopping and see a buddy. Hey, what's up, Jeff? What's going on? They spit in my face. Yeah. All bets are off is all I'm saying. You know, I, I hope Jeff has done something good for me in the past. It makes me think, you know, I can look past that spit face because if not, <laughs> me and Jeff might have a problem. Um, uh, I really like you, Jeff. Just, if you're listening, you're a cool guy. Um, so yeah, so that's my, uh, that's my thought. Right. Next so, question. Next. Yep. This is from Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, What's up? Here is a question. I'm not sure anyone can answer. Well, we're going to try. <laughs> we um, probably can't <laughs> either. Let's just be honest. <laughs> Why does Cody <laughs> like to try feuds as a face with people who are so over that he gets very minimal face pop? Archer, Brody, and now Black. Could you argue that he has been the worst book wrestler on the roster? That is a very good point. And, mm. you know, I know Sarah likes to take shots at Cody. No. Sarah. <laughs> but, you know, and, and I say, I think a lot of people share that view of Cody is, you know, oh, look, he gets, he gets all these, these people debuting these important matches, you know, and, mm. and, you know, he had the first feud with, with Archer really when it was for mm. the, the, you know, when he debuted, you know, Archer debuted going after Cody and then, um, then, you know, here comes Malachi Black and it's, it's with Cody, uh, that kind of thing. And even when, you know, Sting, um, wasn't Cody in the ring with Sting when Sting came out? Yeah. It was him, Darby, and... Uh, um, um. Yeah. Cody got that moment with Sting when he first debuted, too. Mm. Um, so now he, he's with Malachi Black. and But while, yeah, he gets this these feuds, it is, it is kind of a, a precarious situation to put himself in, too, like mm. Kevin just mentioned, that when you've got somebody new debuting... Uh, it's it you may not get that huge baby face pop that Cody could get otherwise mm. if he was booked against a heel a natural heel who people want to boo then that gives him a more heroic reaction from the crowd it gets, gives him that pop mm. but when he's paired against Malachi Black as we've seen we just saw uh, on the fight for the fallen you know he's gonna get some boos he's yeah. not gonna get that massive reaction the heroes welcome or anything mm. like that. You know, we talked to Ted the Hillbilly Hill about it. And he mentioned how uh, how the crowd booed him. And and yeah. Cody's from that area of the country. Uh, mm. So, you know, it, it could be a, a spot where, you know, Cody's, you know, it's cool that Cody would be willing to put himself in that situation. Yes, he gets the big match with the debuting guy. But it's also not really putting his character in a way that really progresses his character a lot. Mm. While it. It could help Malachi Black more in this because Malachi Black, if he defeats Cody, gives him a big win right off the bat and, you know, helps elevate him. Not that Malachi Black needs elevating any, but it's just a big feud for him to have yeah. coming in. I mean, so, I don't know. What's your my, thought? From my side of things, I, I don't think we can say – I mean, if you look on the surface, yes, Cody is horrifically booked. But if you kind of don't look at it on that surface level – Cody basically gets he can basically put himself in whatever match he well wants at the uh -huh. end of the day. 
I think yeah. there's two levels to this. One, I think he is very conscious of booking himself very favourably um, in case of backlash, which you can 100% understand. Hence why yeah. he took himself out of the title picture. Yeah. Um, yep. I, I can see that's kind of a, a thing like we don't see much, um, really even wrestling much, uh, especially at the moment. But yeah, he, he does seem to kind of um, make it kind of more like he won't put himself in favorite situations every like every so often because it, he's an EVP at the end of the day. I mean, but I also think yeah. like. Cody knows a lot of these guys. Like he knows them really well, and it must be kind of like you know nice for him to wrestle them in a company that he's really you know like properly part of type thing. Um, you could say he is badly booked, but I don't think it is that personally. Um, yeah, mm. I I don't know. I mean, look, we say that obviously, you know. Malachi Black doesn't need to be elevated. But, I mean, some people may not know who he is. I mean, we have to remember, not everybody is, you know, moving from WWE to AEW and knows who these people are. Some people may have been, like, you know, out of the loop of who was in WWE since 2005. Yeah. So, I think it's a bit of that as well. I just... There's also some of that replied to him here, um, Thormog, that said, like, replying to Kevin's question, um, he might be mm-hmm. doing it as a gauge and seeing them getting ready for passing the torch later down the road or giving them mm-hmm. their time to shine due to them paying dues in the locker room. So there's yeah. that as well. I mean, that makes sense. Like, you've, you've got... In every, in every company, you've got, like, your top people that if you're coming in, you get a match with them type thing um yeah cody's just that guy he's just that guy yeah and i'll tell you i think honestly if if cody's not an evp if if there are no evps and you just have somebody booking the show i think cody would probably be booked better yeah in my opinion than he is now yeah um that's not saying he's being booked badly now i think he's probably right where Considering he is an EVP, he's probably mm-hmm. being used about where I think he should. I, he's I think that is. A title. You, you, yeah, yeah. And he, you mentioned he's he's. You're sure he's conscious of yeah. how things could be viewed, and I think that's that's right. I think he's been used about because he's one of the bigger names in the company. So yeah. would he be the top guy in the company if he's not an EVP and you just have somebody on the outside booking him? Probably so. He would probably have already been the world champion at some point. Yeah. And it would be hard to argue that. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, you know, he's one of the faces of the company. Yeah. Um, so, so would he be booked better if, if, if he's not an EVP and you just have somebody else booking? Probably so. Yeah. Uh, but for, for what it is, I can see the point though, that, that um, it is hard. Yeah. It's, it's hard for him to be seen as a true baby face when you're mm-hmm. facing Malachi Black because yeah. people just want to, they want to cheer Malachi Black right now, especially you. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I'll, I'll cheer Malachi Black when he's against, oh, against anybody apart from, like, if it's any of the other Mo- guys. Moxley. Oh, my goodness, no. I'm not even thinking no, about that okay. stuff right now. Okay. 
Moving on. All right. So is it my question now? Yeah. All right. All right. This is from Tony is all elite. What's up, Tony? Um, I have a huge question for Woody and Sarah. Uh, that's good because that's what we're doing on the show. We're answering questions. This actually, this question actually came before we put the Q and a thread out, but okay. I wanted to save it for us. So do you both think we get Deanna Peraza coming to AEW for all out? Deanna Peraza is in impact wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arguably, not even really arguably, she's probably the biggest, uh, the biggest uh, female wrestler over there. So do you think there's a chance she shows up at All Out? I don't watch much of Impact, so I, I mm-hmm. don't really have kind of a grasp yeah. on everything. I know she's a champion there, isn't she? She is the Impact Knockouts champion. True. Yeah, so she's a champion there. So <laughs> I'm, not, mm-hmm. I'm not sure, like, why she would. If she's mm-hmm. a champion at Impact, I mean, if she wasn't a champion and, you know, or she just lost the belt, then I would have thought yeah. that would have made more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I, I, I don't really know the ins and outs of Impact. I know the champions and I don't really know what what storyline she's in or what, what is generally going on. So I, I don't know. Yeah. The only, the only, the only way I think it would, uh, it would make some sense is if she was in that um, Casino Royale, mm. the the, the women's they're gonna champion have thing for a, for a shot at the women's championship. Mm. If she was a Joker and won it, to where you're gonna have a her going for a second title, trying to become a belt collector kind of thing. Mm. I think that yeah. would. Kind of fit, um, but even in that, I mean, if if you're wanting to make the Impact Women's Championship feel important, why would she yeah, be exactly. enter, enter herself into like a battle royale? So I think mm. you'd want to maintain the importance of that title. I would think it would mm. make more sense for somebody from AEW to show up on Impact. Somebody from AEW doesn't have a championship to show up on Impact to maybe challenge her for the Impact Women's yeah. Champ- uh, for the Knockouts Championship. Yeah. But that that doesn't mean that she doesn't show up at all out uh, with no. some other kind of some other kind of story that we're not aware of. So yeah. But would I like to see her show up at all out? Absolutely. Um, I would. She is an amazing talent, and I think it's somebody that WWE let go. That mm. it was a mistake that they let her go because she has definitely found her found her stride there in Impact, and she has made a name for herself. Uh, and I do think at some point she will end up in AEW. Honestly, I do. Um, but I'm not sure this is you know, the time it's going to happen. Mm. And that's that's all I got to say about that. Mm. My question? Mm-hmm. So this okay. one is from Chris. Um, while the latest signings and potential future ones are great for more AEW exposure, I'm slightly concerned about an overpacked roster and the homegrown talent possibly being overshadowed. The one of the main reasons I fell in love with the company. Thoughts? That is, that's a very good question and one that I've thought about too. Uh, mm-hmm. Because you you see these people released and you're like, you know, salivating like yes, yeah. Daniel Bryan, yes, CM mm-hmm. Punk possibly signing, yes, yeah. you know, uh, and the same thing, you know, with the with uh, Ruby Riot, even Ruby with Soho. Buddy Murphy. 
Huh? Ruby Soho, yes. <laughs> uh, Buddy Murphy, or whatever he's being called now. Because um, these are people that you you saw with WB that were talented that you didn't feel like got um, the full respect probably mm. they deserved over there. So you want to see them excel. And and obviously, if you're an AEW fan, you want to see them excel on the TV show that you watch. Mm-hmm. So that's natural. But, but you're right, though. We have so many guys like Darby Allen, like Jungle Boy, um, yeah, you know, even even we look at some of the people that aren't getting enough time already now, like Angelico. We we yeah. talked about him recently. Yeah, you know, our guys. You don't think Jungle Boy and Darby Allen are not going to get pushed out of the picture? No. Or MJF obviously is not going to get pushed out of the picture. Uh, but my worry more is with the guys like Angelico uh, that mm-hmm. we already don't see a ton of. So you know, are, how are they going to get TV time now? But I think AEW is shown already. Uh, so far that they do a really good job balancing people, mm. not overexposing them because they don't have to have them in matches every single week to keep them important. Yeah. And the fact that there are so many factions, which some people see as a negative, we see as a positive Yeah, that you keep more people on TV that way. Not to say these new people coming in are going to join a faction, but you don't have to, again, have them in a match every week. You could have them, uh, you know, as far as, you know, you could have a promo or just a segment or something to keep them in front of people and then give yeah. them that match every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think, I think there's a balance that can be found, uh, to where everybody gets screen time enough. Uh, and I don't think they're going to just push homegrown AEW people aside for these people. No. You can have them work alongside of them, work with them and feuds with them and everything. And everybody gets elevated together. They've shown that even in losses with, with AEW that people can get elevated even in, in, in the way they're lost. I mean, jungle boy, we see him as a major player already the way, yeah. that, you know, I say in general, AEW fans look at him, but how, what has he won really? Mm-hmm. I mean, he really, he's, he hasn't, you know, He's lost title matches already. He hasn't won any of them yet, but yet mm-hmm. we still see him differently. So it's just the way the story's been told, the way he's booked, the way he's who he's facing. So I, I think they can do the same thing with this new talent coming in. Uh, I think that uh, I think it, there can be a balance that they'll find. I have confidence in that, but mm-hmm. I do see the concern though. I, there is a legitimate reason to be concerned because obviously the more people you bring in, you can't feature everybody as much as they were before. I mean, it, yeah, it, it's one of them. I mean, there is the potential for it to happen. I just, I have faith in AW that they're smart enough not to see that because my only reason for saying that is, is because how much, one, the wrestlers are involved in everything. And also that we've mentioned it before, wrestlers are EVPs. They know how this stuff works. They're not, they're not just guys mm-hmm. in suits that have no idea how the business works. Um, and also, like, AEW at some point will have to stop hiring talent. They will have to actually, you know, go, right, mm-hmm. that is it. We are done until we have some of their own releases. Um, yeah, let's hope yeah, that's a yeah. while off. But, you know, these you know, contract contracts end. Um, mm-hmm. You got to so, make decisions. Yeah, exactly. So... There is going to be a time where they go, yeah, we're, we're done getting people in. And then, like, the roster will be settled for a while. But I also, like I said, I really do believe that with Kenny, the books, and Cody, you know, as part of 
you know, the higher management team, they're not, they're not silly. They, they know, they know what a roster overpacked can happen and what happens mm-hmm. in a company. They've seen it. They've probably been there. Um, yeah, I get, I get the, I get the worry. I understand, do understand that. But at the moment, I'm going to say that worry is not at the forefront of my mind just yet. My main worry is at the forefront of my mind is that women's division that needs to get sorted ASAP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah. more of a pressing concern right now for me personally. Yep. Um, and another, you know, I'm not sure if we even brought up, you know, you got the extra hour coming with Rampage, mm-hmm. uh, which is going gonna, is gonna to help that. And also, it, you you have to look at the fact of the partnerships we have too, because some of these people that come in, specifically like Daniel Bryan, you know, I've heard of how involved that he might want to be with New Japan. So mm. he he may come in and wrestle some with on AEW TV, but then he may go do some stuff in you know in New Japan. You know, mm-hmm. he may do some stuff there and still pop into AEW. So it's not like he's on Dynamite every week. Yeah. Um, so you got to think there's other avenues for them to be with AEW, but also represent AEW and other companies too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's that too. There's other ways uh, that there it's uh, to where, you know, if you look at WB, if they have like a bloated roster, that's like, they're only, they, they're not going to go wrestle anywhere else. It's in WB yeah. or nowhere else. And again, not, I'm not necessarily taking a shot at WB, but I'm just showing you how that's different is the fact that if you're with AEW, you can also go wrestle elsewhere. Um, and you know, spread your wings and fly there too. Yeah, you know, just stuck in, in catering because you don't. We don't have anything for you to do on Raw or SmackDown. Um, so, yeah, that's that. Good question though, and I have yeah. thought about it myself. So, hundred percent. All right. Oh, oh, my turn. Yeah, my turn. Forgot. Uh, let's see. This one is from Marshall Thornton, and uh, her question is: Will the painmaker, will Chris Jericho's painmaker? alter egos show up every now and then kind of like Finn Balor's demon uh, in uh, WWE. So do you mm. think that's something that's going to pop up more often or just for special occasions like we just saw? Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to become his main thing. I think it's going to be mm. for as and when he needs it. I mean, it made sense against um, against Nick Gage. Um, it, made, it made sense. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's going to be like you want to see some stuff you want to save. And I think that's definitely something you want to say for when, when it's needed, especially like if he goes into like another, I mean, that was a death match, but if he goes into like a hardcore yeah. match or something, I mean, that is like, you know, for like a pay-per-view or for, for a special dynamite, something like that, then yes, I yeah. see that as something that he can do, but you don't want it to become, um, less special because it's overused. Yeah, and it's it's a lot different, in my opinion, than than Finn Balor's demon alter ego because that was was it more of a like a supernatural sort of thing. I or is it just the psychology? I, I never, okay, I, I never really saw it much. I saw it once. Okay, to um, me, it, it it had more of a supernatural look and feel to it. Anyways, mm. Jericho's feels more like just like a mode he kicks into or something, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little bit different. Um, I honestly don't, I, he's only appeared as the pain maker, but twice on dynamite. Is that correct? I think it was one other time. I uh, think one other time was, was. I 
I thought it was one other time. Now, I could be wrong. It might have been a, a – if I'm wrong, let me know. I thought there mm-hmm. was one other time in AEW. That was – you know, it was born in New Japan. So, I could see if Jericho does another match in, in New Japan, that mm-hmm. popping back up again because that was kind of a something that came from there. Uh, but do I think we're going to see it as often as as we as they showed the Finn Balor demon in mm. WWE? No, I don't. I don't think it'll be like that. But but yeah, I do think it's something that's going to pop up from time to time when the story yeah necessitates it. Next mm-hmm. question. Um, next question is from Pogi Lock. Because of the ongoing talent flow. Um, obviously, releases and people coming into AEW. Um, mm-hmm. I reiterate that AEW need more mid-card titles, a US title and a junior heavyweight title. And if they're considering signing somebody like Nick Gage, then a hardcore title, maybe. More talent, more straps. I'm still going to say no more titles other yeah, than... Uh, other Yeah, other than trios titles and eventually a women's tag title. So I'm standing my ground. I do see your point though. I do understand with, with more people naturally, you would think more titles, but uh, there's still not much more TV time. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you have two hours down to my, an hour rampage. And then of course uh, the, the YouTube shows. So if you're looking at just the TV time on, on not counting YouTube, you got three hours to fill. Mm-hmm. If you add so many more titles, it's like every match has to be a title match. Yeah. And I, th- I think there needs to be uh, room for wins other than title matches. Not yeah. to say every match would have to be one, but the more titles you have, you're, if, if, it seems like you're, you're going to have a couple defended every show. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally don't want to see um, any more singles titles. If I'm just going to say a big if. If there mm-hmm. was one more singles title, that you added because of the uh, the recent booking of hardcore type matches and the fact that fans ratings have done well for those matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be my only dark horse idea for a title would be a, a hardcore type title because of those, those people like to see those matches. But if I'm going to make a counter argument for it, if you have a title for it, and you have matches often with those type of matches. Eventually, the fun kind of goes. Okay, well now we're just we're just seeing the same stuff every week with hardcore matches and all that. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's yeah we've had two back to back really, but I think we need to kind of save those for when the story calls for it, or when it makes sense, and not just yeah. for a title like that. Because I think mm-hmm. the fun will stop when it's just because there's a title for hardcore. I think it becomes more compelling when you have something like this where MJF is trying to destroy Jericho and forces him to wrestle against somebody like Nick Gage and the story calls for it. Um, Yeah. I I, uh, I don't want any more titles apart from the trios title. um, My only concern is, as what we've seen in other companies is so many belts and it just, that's all it feels like there is. I get that you want talent for chasing something, but AEW has more of a substance to the product for me personally. Mm-hmm. It's more it's more storyline based. It's not just title chasing. Um, it is more storyline yeah. based. And you've and you've got that because of the factions. That's why there's a story base, um, and that's why I don't think it needs to have more 
titles personally. I don't even want a hardcore title. I want the hardcore stuff and deathmatch stuff and that type of thing to be. Obviously, people want it because of the reaction. Mm-hmm. People, uh, people are wanting that in the wrestling, and um, that's obviously yeah. clear. But I think because you want it to be that special, like I said, like with Jericho's Paymaker, because you want it to be special, you don't want to kind of get it oversaturated. So yeah, every now and again, you know, special dynamite. You know, we don't have many more of them coming up for a while. I don't think special dynamite, a pay per view. Then yes, um, like a hardcore match or a deathcore match, whatever. But yeah. I don't think there needs to be a title involved in that either. Yeah. <clears throat> now, uh, but I, hey, it's not saying it shouldn't happen or it's not going to happen. More singles titles or anything, mm. but that's that's just what we think. Uh, yeah. Just just These our opinions views. on it. Our views. Yep. 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 All right. This next one is well, it's two. Because it's two question Ben. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. Would you like to see Nick Gage return to AEW? And if so, in what capacity? And the second question is what do you think is next for Hangman and the Dark Order? Now he is seemingly an official member. They took that loss last week. So, first of all, would you like to see Nick Gage return to AEW? Ben knows my answer. Ben knows my answer. <laughs> He knows my answer. She's, she's, ho- she's hooked on this deathmatch wrestling you, now, Ben. Ben, I told you that I was hooked on Nick Gage. And I, I, I asked you to send me things I need to see. And you know my <laughs> answer to that is, um, hell yes, more Nick Gage. Mm. But as I said just previously, as and when it is kind of, kind of like going that way. I don't want him just, you know. And then he just get like yeah, he then just gets not special. So yes, yeah, if, yeah. Put him against Marks. Come on, <laughs> I want to see. I want to see. I want to see that again. Um, yeah. Let's let's just go crazy. Let's just do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would like to see with Marks and Eddie. Oh, <laughs> my dream. Could you imagine Nick Gage, John Moxley, and Eddie Kingston as the trios champions in AEW? Oh my goodness! <sighs> now you've got that thought in my head. <laughs> that was evil. But, yeah, I do. I do. Would like to see him back. I, mm. I wouldn't. Something though, as much as I liked him, I don't want to see him as like an official member of AEW. No, I don't even like, know. To keep I, him, I to love keep the him special. I think, yeah. and to keep him doing what he obviously loves doing. Yeah. You're n- he's not going to do that every time in AEW, and yeah. that way, then it would get oversaturated with it, and it would get towards like you know qu- pretty quickly. Oh, we've seen it. There's only so much you know you can but, do type thing. Um, but yeah, I, I won't want to see him yeah. full time AEW because what I've loved so much about his appearance in AEW is it's got more eyeballs on GCW, and yeah. I'm not a big GCW guy. I know Ben is, and I know you may be eventually. But I, I'm not. I'm not. But it, but I appreciate the fact that AEW is willing to uh, to again. They bring somebody in from this other company, and then mm. that person goes back to that company. Yeah. And AEW helps get people to watch that. They're not afraid to put your eyeballs on something yeah. else. It's I, I like the fact that they're you know it's kind of like AEW is giving other these other companies a rub. Mm-hmm. It's like you're helping you're helping they're helping promote independent wrestling. 
mm-hmm. I love that. So that's why it's another reason I wouldn't want to see Gage full time in AEW. I like to see mm-hmm. him be able to do what he loves to do in GCW and elsewhere. But it help him keep making appearances every now and then to help again bring more eyeballs to uh, to GCW and other companies. Yeah, I, I, I love that. Gives me a good feeling that they're willing to to uh, help out those other promotions that way. All right. Mm. So the other question is, uh, what do you think is next for uh, Hangman in the Dark Order? I don't know, dude. Good question. All right, and good answer. Mm. I I don't know. <laughs> um, like I really don't. On, on, on BT oh. this week, they didn't really show any kind of behind the scenes, like you know what they normally do. Uh-huh. They basically show Brandon Cutler's footage of the match. <laughs> from the inside uh, and from like the yeah. elite's entrance and stuff which i i loved um yeah but we didn't get anything from the dark Horde and hangman and i don't think we're gonna know anything until aw comes out this week yep um I, I'm, 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 I wonder... he's gonna be drinking um but yeah. the dark Horde have got to build him back up build up that buddy and my, we'll be fine. <laughs> my my assumption is the elite's going to come out and and rub it in their face. A hundred percent, because that's what they do. I just don't know how the Dark Order and Hangman are going to respond to that, because again, yeah, you know, for now, anyways, Hangman's shot is gone. So I don't know. I don't know. I really it's, it's going to uh, be interesting, and the back at Jacksonville. So yeah. And it, it may be best just to leave uh, the Dark Order and Hangman off TV this week. Let that simmer for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. We I, see. I really, I don't know. I don't know what's next either. Uh, that's no. a that's a good question. But you would think, you, know, you mentioned the bar, you would think this is going to send Hangman into a little bit of a spiral. Well, back at uh, Jacksonville, he loves that bar. Spent most of the over yeah. here. <laughs> that it would be a good opportunity to show him at the bar. You're right. Yeah. We have seen it, so we'll see. We mm. will see. All right. What do you have next for me? Um, there's another one from Kevin. Okay. And he is going to... I'm going to read this exactly how he's worded it. Okay. What if, just saying, what if, CM Punk is the fifth labor for Jericho? We are all assuming that Jericho will pass every labor to get to MDF. But AEW has shown us repeatedly they will swerve us, and they did not have, and they did have a bit of feud a few years ago in another company. Dun dun dun! Wow! Whoa! So, uh well, I'm trying to think of how things would line up because we we've got the third labor now uh, mm-hmm. coming up with 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 Hoovy. It would absolutely. So that would would that work out to where he would be announced as the fifth flavor? Well, oh. the fourth one will be. Hold on, let me just have a look. So I don't think fourth, it does actually. One, the fourth one would be announced on the homecoming dynamite this week. You assume after yes, yeah, so Jericho would be, gets past Hoovy. That would be the eleventh. That the fourth, the fourth one, one would happen. Mm-hmm. So then you would have to announce the fifth at the end of that. Or you don't have to announce it. He could just mm. say he's going to have a really big one, you know, and save it. 
Yeah, because uh, R- Rampage debuts on the 13th, which is the Friday after the fourth labor. And then it's the following week that they're in. Chicago. So you'd have to get through the debut of Rampage, mm-hmm. another Dynamite, and then they would be in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the It's mm-hmm. not impossible. It's not impossible, but looking at how it is, it, it wouldn't be a surprise at that point, I think, because if yeah. you if he announces, hey, wait until August twentieth and I'm gonna announce who the who the fifth flavor yeah. is, it's gonna it's gonna kinda give it away. You're like, Oh, yeah. okay. Let's see. Um, and also I didn't know I didn't know if MJF originally said you gotta get through four labors and then MJF's the fifth. That's the way I took it initially. Yeah, was that's that what I MJF would, would be the fifth, but I was confused too because I, I remember at the beginning I was calling it the four labors of Jericho. Yeah, and then I was like, no, it's five labors. So yeah, eh. I don't yeah. know. So but I will I, tell I you though, that one. I I would say I don't think just looking at the timing wise, I don't think it would happen. Mm-hmm. But if it did, yeah, yeah that would be 100%. quite the kick. That'd be quite the kicker to have Punk come in. And uh, beat Jericho uh, to <laughs> keep but him then, from getting to MJF. Yeah, but then again, if Jericho is meant to get to MJF, you don't want Jericho beating Punk on his first night. Oh, no. There's no way, right? There's no way. There's I mean, no way. Surely, surely CM Punk has got a feud with Cody. I mean, that is literally the rule, no. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta get through this Malachi Black feud, so I know, so Cody's cleared. To, point. <laughs> he's cleared for Punk. No, if 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 Punk it w- was named as the fifth labor of Jericho, then my assumption that he alluded to that Swerve would be that Jericho yeah. is not going to make it to MJF. We all thought he was going to make it to MJF, but he's mm-hmm. not. So now that I've thought about it, I say there's. I don't think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Although that would be cool. I don't think there's going to Punk's not going to be the fifth labor because Jericho has got to get to MJF so we can have that match mm-hmm. at all out. Yeah. And then, and then I still say we're going to find out whatever uh, contract Jericho signed. There's some stipulation in that contract that he wasn't aware about and that will come out before their he match. He signed a contract yet though, has he? Yeah. He signed it when they had oh, that yeah, table yeah, set yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. And they did really. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't really like really mention, you know, no. the, contract but he didn't really sign it he did one of those like i'm mad so i'm signing it because mm-hmm. i'll do anything to face you yeah, yeah but they just i thought about it then they haven't mentioned it anymore since it's, something's gonna happen after he gets yeah. through the labors you're gonna you're gonna find out what he signed yeah and, and also don't something. don't forget like um mgf seems to take inspiration off other people and like look yeah. what happened with Mox. yep that's been done mgf its own mm-hmm. possibility it's a good so, yeah. question though because yeah. if, if Punk did come out as a fifth labor, uh, our jaws would drop for sure. Yeah, and we'd know uh, that, that be... um, Jericho wasn't uh, wasn't winning, wasn't getting to MJF at that point. <laughs> no, <laughs> because no, if they no. introduce Punk and then all of a sudden he loses, would not want to be AEW. <laughs> no, no, we can't. Especially if it's to Cody. Oh, <laughs> oh. Move, move it on. Move it on. All right. So is that it? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome questions. Man, we got long-winded on this one. Yeah. Long-winded. And having to catch my breath. 
Um, awesome questions as always. And, uh, we always have such a good time answering these and we definitely, we're going to look forward to getting back on track, doing these every week and keeping those questions coming. Um, so we have something to talk about on here. Um, because I have a feeling there's going to be a lot to talk about in AEW in the coming weeks and months. Yeah. I I, I think so. Going to be some special moments. Uh, so cool. We appreciate the questions. Uh, and, while we have you, don't forget to check out all of our content that comes out each week. You can catch our Q&As like you just listened to, our topic reviews, our eventual reviews of Rampage, reviews and previews of pay-per-views, and our interviews with an S. <laughs> also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay, and you can follow Sarah it's strange underscore pixie. Yeah, Cam. Y'all be good out there. Be good to each other. And we will see you on the next one. Bye.